Hello, hello, podcast listeners. Let's get connected for another episode of PWC Connections, the podcast. We're back in the bucket. I will be one of your hosts. My name is Lamont Henson, and joining me is my colleague in communications and community relations, Miss Nicole Stiff. What's up, Nicole? Hey, Lamont. It's been a hot minute. It has. It really has. They let us get connected I know. again. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah, I hope they're ready. And speaking of which, we have a very special guest. I like to say all our guests are special, but we have a special guest, and we're talking about a special topic. Those may not know, uh, PwC is involved in something called the Light It Up Navajo Project, and here to talk about it or give us a little bit of insight on it is our electric operations manager, Mr. Mark Tunstall. What's going on, Mark? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you making the time to, to join us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right. So... Before we jump into the topic, I, I do want to allow our audience to get a little bit familiar with you as a, an employee, as a person. So if you would tell us how long you've been with PwC and what does your title, what does that encompass? I've been with PwC a long time. In fact, <laughs> I've been with PwC 33 and a half years. That is a long that's time. A that's a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of gray hairs. Yeah. Uh, and really, my job right now is, is uh, I... In tr- I'm in charge of operating the electric system, uh, as, as the title kind of says, but I'm also in charge of all the construction efforts and maintenance efforts associated with uh, our electric system. So so what does a day-to-day look like uh, with such an important title? Well, it's, it's really about dealing with customers' needs and questions and about uh, constructing facilities and repairing facilities when things go bad. In other words, we're the guys that keep the lights on. So how do you how do you get there? How how does someone work their way up into managing such a complicated system? I would imagine. Well, uh, essentially, uh, you get to 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 my position by by obviously uh, I'm I'm an electrical engineer, so uh, it requires a little bit of uh, education, and Mm -hmm. then it requires quite a bit of experience because you have to learn how the electric system operates and what to do when things go wrong. Do you feel like? with so much time and experience you got a handle on or it's always something new? Oh, it's always a new day. Every time, every day is different. And, and actually the way we operate the system and configure the system every day is different. Yeah. Let's talk about the Light It Up Navajo project. What is that project about and how did PwC get involved? Really, Light Up Navajo is a, uh, a project aimed at, at bringing electric, electrical uh, service to all the inhabitants of the Navajo Nation. Mm-hmm. And Navajo is really kind of in, in the middle of the United States. Uh, it's between Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico. So it's kind of in the, in the southwestern. Is Colorado the in there as well? No. well Colorado's at the tip. Okay. At the tip of it. So it, it kind of borders on the, on the corner of Colorado. But uh, it's a vast area. And unfortunately, in, in 2023, there's a number of Inhabitants of this nation uh, that do not have electricity, they do not have running water, uh, they do not have telephone service. All the things that we take for granted, these people do not have, or a lot of them do not have. And so this this project, I think it started about four or five years ago, and the idea behind it was for uh, members of the uh, American Public Power Association to provide, uh, for lack of a better term, mutual aid services to the Navajo Tribal Utility Authority uh, in an effort to bring uh, electricity to 
a number of the inhabitants out in the Navajo Nation. And of course, we're members of the APPA, but how did PWC, our involvement and it being so far away, uh, how did how did we attach ourselves to this project as opposed to saying with something that's regional? Well, the thing was, was there was a, a number of presentations, but obviously a couple of years ago back years ago, uh, Wally house house made a, made a presentation to the APPA, uh, group and talked about the need for, uh, assistance in providing, uh, construction activity relative to, uh, building building power lines to these uh, inhabitants out of the Navajo Nation, and and really what it boils down to is is there's grant money available to uh, to uh, put uh, electrical uh, infrastructure inside the houses, mm -hmm. but there's no money available to uh, actually bring uh, the utility service to the home, and so uh, that's what we're hoping to do through this effort. See, that just blows my mind because I think in general, most of us only think about mutual aid in terms of we're going to another community to help them repair stuff that's been damaged by a storm or some other type of emergency like that. So it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that these folks have never had that at all. And it just doesn't seem like that should be possible um, in our country, but it, it really is. And I feel like this is a very noble thing that we're doing, and I'm glad that we can be a part of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy we can be part of it. I mean, obviously we we tried to be part of it a number of years back, but uh, because of COVID mm -hmm. uh, and and the restrictions associated with with COVID in in the Navajo Nation, we weren't able to provide uh, assistance during that period of time. Mm -hmm. Talk about that experience. Originally getting geared up, having guys prepared to go and. I, COVID hit everyone, but it, it hit well, that project. Well, well, it hit it hit the Navajo Nation uh, in a big way because obviously they have very little uh, resources relative to uh, let's call it healthcare in, in close proximity to where they live. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's I've actually been to their uh, headquarters and uh, it's a very desolate area. It's true desert, right? It is absolutely desert. When, once you leave Albuquerque, three hours of uh, driving through the desert mm. uh, to get to these people. So there's no other types of establishments. Well, the, I mean, I think there's there's you know obviously uh, medical facilities uh, in and around the nation, but it but because these people there is no communication. There's you follow what I'm saying. There's yes. no telephone. There's no cell service. There's really no way for these people to to uh, actively communicate with each other rather than face to face and so uh you know when when covid struck that area uh it was very devastating and and you know a number a number of families were wiped out completely wiped out because of covid it says that we still were awarded in 2021 the uh award from the appa for the navajo nation for the efforts that were done Talk about that experience receiving that award. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's a great honor, but obviously, um, you know, we, like I said, we we met with their their uh, tribal body and and a governing body out there, and we were all ready to go. But obviously, they canceled it that year just because of the of the health effects from COVID. 
I've seen video where it seems like the people in that area are extremely grateful for this project taking place. But you, you said you've had the opportunity to kind of actually go out there and lay eyes. How would you say, uh, from your experience, the response is like? Well, well I'll tell you, it's it's a it's a humbling experience just to, just to be able to visit that area. Uh, there, these people have a lot of pride, uh, and you know, unfortunately, they're living in in. Less than desirable conditions. Um, that you know that you see them out, out in pickup trucks coming into their uh, coming into actually what they call it uh, mirror rock, and what happened or window rock, and and what happens is is they're traveling, you know, hundreds of miles to come in to get get water in fifty five gallon barrels. And, and that's really their, their center of commerce. And so it's it's a uh, it's a homely feeling to see what they have to do just to survive. But and, I think that also says a lot too about their their spirit and their their will to survive. They've managed to adjust, adapt um, to those kind of conditions, and they're still thriving well, very well. And, and they live, you know, miles miles between families. But family's everything, and you know, and they have a lot of pride in, in, in their in their tribe and in their family and the, and in their community, even though it's spread out across three different states. Right. Now, this project has been broken up into different parts. There's the part one, part two, and part three. Now, this took place between April and June of 2022. This is when the rescheduling took place after COVID. This is when we actually had an opportunity to go out and get some power installed uh it says electricity was extended to over 170 families uh what was that experience like actually getting the power on and, and seeing the project come to light we know the fact the matter is is these people have nothing and so there's tears there's tears of joy from all members of the family you know when you're able to turn up when you're able to flip switch turn the light on and so, uh, you know, people that that have nothing, they're always very grateful just to have something mm -hmm. and have, you know, some uh, amount of uh, activity showing that somebody cares, you know? Yeah. How would you rank this project with all the uh, areas of service and projects that you've done throughout the years how does this kind of fare well this is this is high because these people have like i said they have very little i mean they have their community uh and they had their family but as far as uh any of the uh comforts in life that we have here they don't have it it's 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 a it's a really a a lot of effort just to survive uh and you know Thank goodness they have the willingness to do just that. But this makes life a little bit easier. At least they can, you know, when you, you can read at night, they can, you know, hopefully get to the point where they can cook at night rather than trying to cook on a, on a wooden stove or cook, cooking on a fire. And obviously, you know, the, out there in that area, they have really cold winters uh, and, and really uh, they have a lot of windstorms because it's out in the desert. And so it's, it's a difficult area to just to try to survive in. And this makes life just a little bit easier. 
And and now we're gearing up to send uh, another crew, another uh, group of linemen out there. What is that process like? How many are we sending? And well, we're, we're actually this time we're sending ten people. Wow! And we're gonna send them out there for two weeks. So hopefully they can make some level of impact, you know, uh, to that community and to the families that that are scheduled to have uh, electrical service. Right. You know, uh, this this is an ongoing project that obviously multiple utilities across the United States uh, volunteer for. Uh, and this is all volunteer. And obviously, once you get out there, you really become part of their family. Mm. They, they take you in, they house you, and they feed you while, while you're on the, the uh, reservation. Um, you know, and the whole idea behind this is, is to be able to hook a couple people up. And, and what is that process like with in terms of us getting our equipment out there? Our- well, because we're so far away. We're not, you know, we're not really within driving distance of uh, Utah, Arizona. Uh, and so the, the thing is, is that what we'll do is we'll fly our people out there. We'll ship the tools, our our tools and 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 uh, personal protective equipment out there to the to the uh, Navajo Tribal Authority. And once we're out there, we'll, we'll pick it up. We'll utilize their vehicles uh, and construction equipment to install the poles uh and and string the wire uh to these various uh homes that have no electricity and what you've got to realize is that that you know the the desert is full of sand so there's areas where we'll just dig right through sand and it's also full of rock so there's areas where we'll have to auger through rock with with diamond bits in order to set these poles Mm. so it just depends on the terrain well, I know, um, like when our guys go out to other communities after storms and stuff, um, they always have such a sense of pride about doing that, helping other people, and they always seem really excited, like they're chomping at the bit to get the work done. They really take it very seriously what they're doing, um, and they enjoy what they're doing, and I think this is just going to add an extra layer to that because you know, they're realizing that they're providing this service to these folks who've never had it before. Well, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a humbling experience for, mm-hmm. for the line workers that go out there because, you know, as opposed to getting the lights back on, we're just trying to get them lights at this point in time. Right. Exactly. Now we've used the term mutual aid. Some may not be familiar with it. What, what exactly is mutual aid in this in this industry well in this industry what mutual aid really is is it's about uh let's call it neighboring utilities providing assistance to the utility that's that's having problems and and that that's that happens throughout north carolina in fact that happens throughout and we've been on uh projects throughout the the uh southeastern part of the united states where we actually go to florida and alabama other places to help out uh, let's call it neighboring utilities. This uh, experience here is almost all the way across the United States. So it's it's a uh, it's a certain opportunity for our people to learn new techniques and and to learn, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, the uh, the way uh, our old construction standards or old construction methods. Because, like I said, there's not a whole lot of things out there that uh, can assist these crews and do what they need to do. They're building new power lines across virgin territory. 
Wow, it's like starting a whole new grid. That's pretty much it. There is no grid, so what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so let me touch on that with the terrains being different, of course, here in North Carolina than they are in the, in the desert. Is there any, is the process different for the line worker? Yeah, the process is, is, is somewhat different. I mean, in other words, you're using, you're using equipment out there that is uh, designed for that type of environment. And, and obviously, you know, the, the equipment out there and the way in which you have to construct facilities, it's much different than the way we do it here. Nicole, you got any other questions? No, I really don't. Well, Mark, I want to say thank you for making the time to join us and talk about this very important project. want to thank our line workers that are actually going to go out there and be a part of the project to help. Uh, get this off the ground and continue to bring electricity to those who do not have it. Uh, anything in closing that you'd like to add? Uh, no, thank you for having me. It's just, it's a good opportunity for me to, to, to talk about this because uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And uh, I think we'll be doing a lot of good for people that, that do not have very much. Well, as I said, thank you for joining us. We'll continue to try to bring updates and information about this project on our various platforms whether it be our website social media or do a video maybe we'll do an update podcast nicole thank you for being my co-host sure i enjoyed it thank you i appreciate those kind words i want to thank our audience for listening to another episode please can please continue to listen to pwc connections wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's apple google spotify we're on all of those platforms Follow us on our social media channels as well, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Nextdoor, LinkedIn, FAYPWC. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.